Something that I really love to do is to learn about what you've done as a new client to help combat whatever pelvic floor issue you are experiencing because we use that as input and things to investigate and to build upon. So for example, like the classic case is I've been doing Kegels and nothing has been helping. So we then take those Kegels and I see how you're doing them. And in some cases, Kegels are warranted. And in many cases, Kegels are not warranted at all. And there are other things for us to work on. But it kind of gives you an idea of like how I work. So if you're doing a workout program or you're doing some YouTube videos or you're working with a trainer, I love to see what you're doing. And I'm never going to be like, never do that. I want you to only work with me because we turn what you're familiar with into exercises and take them down the pelvic floor road. So I like it because it takes you, it takes something that you're pretty familiar with and you might execute it in a different way that actually helps support your pelvic floor. So it's not so much information at once. But one thing that I usually tell people like, don't even bother using this anymore, are vaginal weights. And I just... We're going to get into it, but a lot of people are like, I went out and I bought these Kegel weights and I don't really know how to use them. And it makes people super frustrated because they're putting these Kegel weights in their vaginas and they either can't hold them in or they're not sure what to do with them or a myriad of things. But usually the main one is I can't hold this thing inside my vagina. What's wrong with me? All of my organs are going to fall out. And I just, I, I can't stand them. I can't stand them. And maybe there's a a time and place for them, but I don't understand what that time and place is, to be honest, and I usually advise against them. So that's the Cliff Snows version of what we're talking about today, and I want you to stick around to listen to the full episode to see why this is my way of thinking when it comes to vaginal weights and whether you need to buy them or not. Welcome to Finally Fearless, a podcast devoted to helping you understand the ins and outs of building your body up instead of constantly tearing it down. My name is Dr. Melissa Chofi, a physical therapist specializing in pelvic health, orthopedics, and women's fitness. After working for almost a decade in the fitness and traditional healthcare space, I paid attention to the tactics my colleagues were using that made women fear and mistrust their bodies instead of granting them the power in understanding how capable those bodies actually are. I knew I could do better and vowed to change this unfortunately all too common paradigm. We do things differently around here and I wouldn't have it any other way. This podcast covers everything you never knew you needed to know when it comes to being an entire force that can't be messed with. Things get pretty heated around here, so go grab your earpods and let's jump right into today's episode. Before we start, I want to put a disclaimer on that intro because I said something along the lines of never recommending or not understanding why you would recommend these pelvic floor weights or these Kegel weights. And I don't want to put an absolute like never or always on something. So I've not been practicing for very long. I've only been practicing for eight years. So who knows what's going to come down the line. But so far, I have not felt the need to give a client or recommend Kegel weights to a client. It just wasn't necessary. 
who knows what can happen down the line. And we'll talk about why you might want to invest in Kegel weights. Um, but I want, I don't want to say like, I'll never recommend them. So I wanted to throw that out there. So it's total transparency because I think that was a little reckless in me saying, me saying, no, never do that. Okay. So first let's talk about like, what the hell is a Kegel weight to begin with? So these are exactly what they sound like. They are devices that you insert into the vaginal canal and the goal is to keep it in there. And these could come in the shape of cones or balls. I believe yoni eggs are the same thing. Don't quote me on that because I'm not really sure. If I hear yoni egg, I just like tune it out because fuck that. But that's essentially what they are. So the goal is to keep these devices inside and it supposedly strengthens your pelvic floor. And because I don't really recommend these and I have not had the need to recommend them yet, I googled like, what do you do with them essentially? And it varied from product to product. So some products advise keeping it in for 15 minutes at a clip and some were like four to six hours. Why you would need to hold a weight in your vagina for four to six hours is beyond me. Like we would never hold anything with weight for that long, like a grocery bag or dumbbell or whatever. So why are we treating the pelvic floor any differently? And I get like your pelvic floor works differently than other muscle groups, but essentially like it still needs rest like other muscle groups. So I feel like this is just fucking stupid. But that's essentially what we are talking about when we talk about Kegel weights. So while I myself don't typically recommend Kegel weights, I have had clients who have gone to their MD, their OBGYN, and they're like, hey, I'm leaking. Like I'm leaking with everything, sneezing, coughing, laughing, exercise, and I just want it to stop. And the MD will tell them, go buy some Kegel weights. And I feel like this is very, I want to say unethical. I'm going to say unethical. It's very unethical because at the end of the day, OBGYNs and MDs are excellent at what they do. They're excellent at picking up red flags. So like if your pelvic floor has no contractile strength, they can pick that up. Um, If there's a suspected tightness, they can pick that up. What they cannot pick up is what does, how do, how do they measure the strength of your pelvic floor? How do they measure your coordination? How do they measure your ability to contract and relax? They can't because that's not what they do. Like that's not their job to discern that. That's the job of a pelvic floor physical therapist or pelvic floor occupational therapist. So when MDs are just blindly recommending things like kegels or even taking it the step further to kegel weights I really don't like that because we don't know whether that is appropriate for you or not so even if you're leaking even if you're leaking it might not be a sole strength issue you could very well have a tightness issue And what happens when you're either kegeling or using kegel weights on top of a pelvic floor that's on the tighter side and doesn't relax very well, it could actually make your symptoms worse. And I see so far, again, I've only been practicing for eight years, but in my experience, I've seen more cases of 
tight pelvic floors than purely weak pelvic floors. So one of my jobs as a pelvic floor physical therapist is to say, is your pelvic floor tight? Is it weak? Or is it a combination of both? You can have a tight and a weak pelvic floor. But again, like we have to address that tightness piece. Otherwise, if we start strengthening the pelvic floor and zoning in on the pelvic floor and throwing Kegels at it and all this other pelvic floor specific strengthening stuff, we're doing you a disservice because we're not getting to the immediate issue, which is the tightness. Why is that tightness happening? What is Sophia doing that we need to remedy in order to reduce the tightness, right? So that's what we're doing. So without assessing all of that, again, we're assessing tightness. We're assessing strength. Is it a combination of being tight and weak in regard to your pelvic floor? Is the coordination off? Is the flexibility not the best? What happens when you use your abs or you use your hips or you use your back or you're standing up, you're lying down, you're sitting up? What is happening in all of that? those scenarios? That is what is going to tell us whether something like Kegels or Kegel weights are appropriate for you or not. So just because you're leaking, it's not, that's like super, super avoidant we're avoiding the source of the issue like it's it may not be because your pelvic floor is weak and it may not be because your pelvic floor needs to be strengthened with kegel weights so unless your rehab professional so that is a pelvic floor physical therapist or pelvic floor occupational therapist unless that person is the one recommending these devices I would proceed with caution when buying it and save your money until you see someone like that so that you know exactly why you're buying it and what you need to buy and how to use it. And I've had a handful of clients who have been told to buy vaginal weights and I'm just like, nope, we're not using them. And we never used them because we didn't need to. I don't, I really don't see the point in putting a weighted object in your vaginal canal and holding it there for long periods of time. Again, like every muscle group needs to relax. We're not, why are we training the pelvic floor like this? I think partly, and this is the conspiracy theory in me, I think part of it is like this obsession with needing to have a tight vagina, which comes from patriarchal standards and it's bullshit also. And it's like, oh, well, if you make your vagina tighter, then you're more towards this ideal woman. And it's such fucking bullshit because tight vagina is, that's not good. Like we don't want a tight pelvic floor. We don't want a small vaginal canal. We want to enjoy sex. We want to be able to fully empty our bladder and avoid UTIs and avoid bladder conditions. We want to be able to poop like you need to fucking poop. You eat. You need that shit needs to come out literally. And we we don't want to have back pain. We don't want to have hip pain. We want to be able to withstand a gynecological exam that we need every year. You know what I mean? So like tight vaginas are not the goal. It's fucking dumb. I hate that this is still a thing that's perpetuated and I really hate that People with vaginas are being made to feel like theirs needs to be tight and small and narrow in order to be like the perfect person because it's just fucking stupid. Like it's one, it's not even, it's not healthy at all. Sorry, that went to a place that I was not anticipating, but it does fire me up. 
end. I'm I'm leaving it in there. It's not getting edited out because that's just it's just something that annoys me. When so you've had your evaluation and maybe you do have like a pure pelvic floor weakness issue. Okay. Now we're on to something. Now we have some answers. Now we know where we're going with this. If the only time I could see vaginal weights might be introduced for someone is if they're having a difficult time feeling what it feels like for their pelvic floor to contract and relax when they're doing it volitionally. So the way I practice is I usually start off with what we call proprioceptive exercises. So they're not the most exciting things, but they really build the foundational piece in understanding what it feels like to tap into that pelvic floor. Like, when am I clenching? When am I tightening up? When am I relaxing? Um, what is it doing? Like, what does it feel like to engage that part of my body? So we start with contracting and relaxing and really honing in on that. If you cannot get that, and we try everything, like usually this part of the exam, if you're okay with an internal component, I'll have a finger in your vaginal canal and we'll practice contracting around my finger, relaxing. So my finger works as kind of like a, a sensory cue so that you there's something there that you can track around and tighten around and relax around. And we build upon that so that eventually you can do that without needing that sensory cue. If you cannot get that, and you're like, I just, I don't know what it feels like to do this on my own, or I don't know what it feels like to contract those muscles. This is when a weight might be appropriate because then you'll feel the sensation of it falling out. Like, I don't want to say falling out, but falling low and potentially coming out. So then you have to use those muscles to contract. I'm still not a huge fan of that because I feel like there's a million other components other than just honing in on the pelvic floor, but that might be one of the reasons why these are recommended to you. The other is sometimes it increases compliance. So sometimes like props make people, it's so interesting how people work. So sometimes props make people more willing to do their exercises because there's something there that they can use. And sometimes it does the opposite and overwhelms people so that they don't want to have anything to do with it because it's an extra step that they need to like clean the weight and do all like whatever. It's just an extra step. It's just that much to be annoying and overwhelming. But sometimes it does increase compliance with an exercise program. And that might be another reason why it's recommended to people. But generally, I don't know. Like I just, I honestly don't understand why these would be recommended. I really don't understand why they would be recommended before we try any of that other stuff, right? So like, because at the end of the day, you're not going to live with a vaginal weight inside of you. Do your muscles know what to do when that stimulus is removed? And I talk about this a lot with those, like the Kegel chairs and the Kegel bike shorts and the biofeedback devices where you're playing the little game as you contract and relax your pelvic floor. If you don't have that proprioception yet, those might be good devices to uh, initiate that feeling, what it feels like to contract and relax your pelvic floor and where your pelvic floor is located. A lot of people don't even know where it is. 
So some of these devices might be helpful in that, but this should be like an initial intervention, if at all. What happens when we take those devices away? Does your body know what to do? Do you know what it feels like to compensate? Do you know what it feels like for your pelvic floor to be supportive when you are doing things like lifting a grocery bag off the floor because your pelvic floor is involved? That's when I have a problem with these devices because we're not navigating that, right? The other thing is throwing something like vaginal weights at you isn't getting to the source of the issue. So like, again, what is your strength like? What is your flexibility like there? What happens with coordination? What is your pelvic do it, pelvic floor doing when you are squatting, you are lifting, you are walking, you are going up and down stairs, you are working out in the gym, you are, I don't know, whatever, hiking, right? So like sticking a weight in there is not going to get to those issues. Like I'm never going to be like, hey, Stephanie, just throw a weight in on your next hike up Mount Marcy and have a go at it and let me know how it goes. Like that's so much, str- Not I don't want to say strain, but that's so much effort required because you're doing a hard hike, but then you're also trying to keep this weighted object inside your vagina. Like why? So what, hap- what could happen too, so if you are doing something like a strenuous hike, let's use that example, and you take your vaginal weight with you, and this is just like an assumption. This is not saying this is going to happen, but I'm anticipating if your pelvic floor is on that weaker side where you might need the vaginal weight, how is it going to withstand keeping that thing in as you do something strenuous like a hike uphill nonetheless? I feel like that's like calling for compensation so like you're gripping you're holding that weight in with your pelvic floor muscles is that limiting your range of motion of your hips your knees your ankles and your back and is it taking over for your deep ab muscles to hold that in because everything's concentrating at the pelvic floor instead of dispersing that work between all those muscle groups that help the pelvic floor do its job and vice versa So like, are we creating compensations elsewhere and then you're going to be sore as shit the next day or you're not going to feel the best or you know what I mean? I I just don't see the logic in using devices like these in most cases. Again, like the reasons I explained before, we might warrant it, but my goal is to always remove that device. My goal is to always allow you to feel what it feels like in your body, to move and use your body without needing an external device to tell you what that feels like. We're not always going to have those with us. Um, and I don't think you really want to. I know I don't want to. I don't want to wake up in the morning and be like, time to put my vaginal weight in. Let's go start the day. Like, no, thank you. I have enough shit to worry about. I'm lucky I can even dress myself. You think I'm going to put a yoni egg in my vagina? Ain't happening. So that's, it's just, I don't, And I also don't see the point in lifting weights with your vagina, to be honest. Like, how strong do you want this thing to be? It doesn't need to be that. It needs to be strong, but it doesn't need to be lifting shit. I don't know. That's just me. Again, it's me. Because they do have, 
I don't even know if this it's, it's probably still a thing but they do have weights where it like goes up in increments like any weighted object like a dumbbell goes up in increments the same thing for vaginal weights I don't know why you would need to use that I don't know man I don't know so oh one more thing I forgot to mention this too I'm also not a fan of Kegel weights because if your floor is on the tighter or on the well the tighter side I really don't like them but if your pelvic floor is on the weaker side and you have difficulty contracting holding a weight in there or walking around with the weight might be really really defeating and might feel really defeating because you cannot hold it in because if we take you if you're having a hard time contracting lying down which is gravity eliminated if you're having a hard time in that position, you're going to have a really difficult time holding that weight in when you are in a gravity dependent position like standing or sitting up. And that can be really like a huge mind fuck for people and make them feel really defeated before they even started their pelvic health journey. So that's another reason why like getting specific to your needs and your body and what's going on with it is really critical instead of just jumping in because you might be cutting yourself off at the pass and I don't like that for anyone like I don't like when people feel like their bodies are broken and they're beyond help because then they go a lifetime decades without doing the things that they love because they feel a certain way about how they're performing when in essence they just didn't get the full picture from anyone all this to say, it depends on your body. All this to say that instead of going off a whim and being like, I'm leaking, let me go get vaginal weights, maybe they'll help. I really, really do implore you to get evaluated by a trained physical therapist or occupational therapist first and note or ask them for their recommendation, even if you just go for an evaluation. Like I've had people who have just come for an evaluation. What's wrong? What like what's going on with me? What's the source of my issue? Can we get to it? We find it. I give them some exercises to start. If you want to check in, you're more than welcome to. Don't feel obligated. And that's how it goes. Like you absolutely have the right to do that. Don't let anyone bully you into doing something that you're not comfortable with. And like, again, if you are unsure of what to look for in a pelvic floor physical therapist or occupational therapist or how to go about finding one, I did an episode about that last week. I believe it was episode three. Don't quote me on that. God forbid I have the episode numbers in front of me. But we did that one last week. So please make sure to refer to that. And in the show notes, there are two resources where you can find a pelvic floor specific occupational or physical therapist in your area depending on where you live. Okay, so at the end of the day, know your body, know what's going on with it. The basics are something I cover in both my um, Beyond Kegels course and the Floored Forces fitness program. So I will drop the links to both of those programs in the show notes. They both start with the super, super, super basics of what it feels like to contract and relax your pelvic floor and how to coordinate it with your deep abdominals. And then Floored Forces takes it multiple steps further because it turns into an all-out um, pelvic floor core conditioning program, or I should say coordination program with your entire body because that's how your core, your deep core and your pelvic floor work. They work with your entire body 
um, and we picking up compensations along the way is how we ensure that the system is working as a system and not in little bits and pieces. So I will drop the link to both of those programs in the show notes below. And that's what I got for you today. So I hope this sheds some light on the Kegel weights and you're a little bit more clear whether you have Kegel weights collecting dust in your closet and you're not sure how to use them. So that's what I want you to leave here with. Again, I hope you got something out of this episode. Any questions, I will drop my information in the show notes below. And that's what I got for you today. So thank you so much for hanging out with me in this corner of the little podcast world. And I will see you next week for the next episode of Finally Fearless. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it.